And we're back. I'm Clay. I'm Ty. I'm Tosh. I'm Dick. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Cybercast. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We have been gone probably a month now, and we are here to release another episode of Cybercast. Uh, this week, we are going to quickly discuss the Apple rumors, not fully discussing the rumors themselves, just have a little discussion about all of the videos that are released pertaining Apple's rumors. Um, a quick discussion on the mirrorless scene uh, cameras for anyone who doesn't know what mirrorless means. They're cameras that uh, don't have a mirror in them. And then we will jump into Music Corner with Tosh. And we'll finish this whole episode up with Dick's pick Hereditary, the movie. So for all of you listeners out there, if you did not see the movie yet, you could stop at Music Corner and go watch the movie, then come back to finish up to hear our discussion about this movie. And I'm already sweating bullets. (laughs) Why? Uh, we'll discuss it during the movie. <laughs> just, just, uh, just one, one, one thing yeah. that that sort of is occurring to me, like Dick's picks. That's that's like a perfect, isn't it, name for a movie segment? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that actually used to be a a, a name I was gonna use for uh, like porn sites because you really? know. In, in, so used did to you, work do for, you have the domain? I don't think so. Um, I think somebody already has it. But when I used to work for, there's a site called OnProbation.com back in the in the day when porn was very different. But it, all that site was was it was based out of Tallahassee where I worked. I worked for the guy, and I was reviewing sites for him. So I watched a different porn of a video, then write a review on it, and that's what my job was. And I was like, you know, what? I want to do a site like that called Dick's Picks. But uh, the porn changed. It was it's not the same. People can just find whatever they want now, easily. Yeah. Well. Maybe we can revive it for Cybercast. <laughs> no? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Dick's pick. Um, yeah, so uh, I wanted to actually bring up the... Um, all. So Apple is going to have an uh, have an event um, coming up soon-ish. Uh, I think it's... What was it? Wednesday, September? right? Yeah. Which is... 12. What, is it the 12th? September 12th, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you know, we we all rumor it to be the iPhone, Apple Watch, uh, maybe an iPad, perhaps. But the the thing that that actually gets to me is that there are so many videos on YouTube that show, and this is the title, the preview of X, uh, phone, you know, current phone or watch. Uh, like, I mean, a pre- it it's not something that has been announced yet. So how how can you call it a preview when it's? I mean, it's. You you could preview something that already exists, right? Or am I am I seeing this wrong here, guys? Uh, it's, it's a preview for something that's unreleased, but everybody knows it's just their thoughts, right? Because okay, it's based on the assumption that what has been leaked is true. So which I, I, I probably would, is, but right. the thing is, it could go go all left field, and they come out with like just one product, and that's it. Right. Yeah, but like I, I could see them calling like even Rene Ritchie on one of his, on his, I think the, the new channel that he has. He even called um, called it a preview, which is something that I I would never assume he would do. But it's like he's sort of feeding into this. We got to get the clicks, so put preview in the title, and you might get more clicks, maybe. But but is it for the clicks though? Because like 
for me preview is like a view of what is to come or you what can't is preview something to come that you don't know what's going to be though yeah exactly that's my point is that so we we don't know yet we speculate on something so we could call it a speculation but if it doesn't exist yet right because like unless you unless you actually saw the product only apple could do a preview only the exactly. person putting on the event could do a preview exactly that that's exactly my point right yeah. you you could call yeah. it a, a speculation yeah right yeah when no it sounds better to call it a preview, right? Yeah, but it's sounding better and just being like being. Uh, it's if it seems disingenuous to me. I'm, exactly. I mean, maybe I'm yeah. going too far, huh? No, it does seem disingenuous, and they know what they're doing. But it's it's you can't be considered a preview if you're not affiliated with what's going to be showing. So it's definitely for the clicks, I think, or for people okay. that don't know better that are reading it. Right. That's that, and, and a lot of people will you'll you'll see you'll be in different forums and you'll see people discuss it as if it has already been announced because oh you know so and so showed it on their their um their page and sometimes even some of these youtubers will say oh look at the um look at this uh, iphone that we know we got from it's like a, it's a mock-up that they got from the case managers probably right the case the case manufacturers need to figure out what they think something will look like so they get mock-ups made of the iphone and then the, the youtubers get a hold of it and it's like this is an iPhone, but it's no, it's not the iPhone. It's a preview. It's a sorry, no, it's a mock-up of the iPhone. <laughs> I know I slipped up there and said preview, but it's a mock-up of the iPhone. Mm. Uh, am I am I off base there, Ty? I mean, you're you're you don't seem like you're convinced. Uh, no, you, the thing is, you're right. But at the end of the day, I don't think a lot of people are that much invested in them calling it a preview or I, calling it a speculation. I would, I would beg to differ. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know, but Tosh, what do you think? Um, I think this this whole rumor mill that sort of builds up, um, like every every cycle for you know, uh, you know, leading up to uh, to Apple launching new products, is very carefully engineered. Mm-hmm. I think they sort of the closer they get to to that point of release, they've sort of already put little breadcrumbs bits and pieces out there that they want to to come out and sort of get people talking right and uh i guess um in in that sense you can you can expect sort of these youtubers coming out with uh, all of those videos uh you know previewing based on on well i guess part speculation but also part just uh you know little uh, little breadcrumbs that have been uh, put out there by Apple and, and, and the companies they work with. Right, right. I guess the closer we come to, to an event, the, the more accurate these things become, right? True, true. Yeah, but like, for instance, the Pixel 3 XL, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's... Well, they say it's been leaked so many times that it's just like... People are like, just put out a press release and we're fine, right? Mm-hmm. But what if it is just rumors and it's based on nothing? And the final product is just something totally different. Yeah, well, we, we will know when they actually release it. That's the only time we will know. And therefore, before that, you can't call anything a preview because we don't know. Yeah, right. that's true. It's technically, it's... No, it's not technically. It, I mean, it is. It is no, true. Like it, it is doesn't true, exist yet. I mean, Clay. Like, like, I think I the point is that people are gonna call it preview. Eventually, preview will probably mean exactly what this is. 
So, <laughs> so we just have to accept it then. I'm just saying. I I think the debate on whether or not it's a preview. It's we. I I know basically it's a tactic uh, mm. to kind of confuse people that might not know any better. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we know it cannot be a preview unless Apple does right. an actual true preview. True. But it's like the word literally. You can literally argue all day about what it literally means, but now it has two literal definitions. Yeah. And you're right, you know, the little, it's preview. It's not released yet. <laughs> all right. And so um, this year, 2018, has been one of these years where uh, a lot of things has happened in the photography world, cameras-wise. Um, we have... Canon and Nikon finally entering the mirrorless market. And a mirrorless market is basically a camera system that uses no mirror like a, a DSLR. A DSLR is a single lens reflex system where the mirror has to move out of the way for the sensor to be exposed or film to be exposed. And in, the, in this, in this uh, way, with a mirrorless camera, you can actually take, you, you can see your scene as it's going to be captured in the viewfinder, which is, which is beneficial for a lot of people who are not professionals. There are a lot of people who or amateurs who actually are buying into these systems because they are very helpful in getting you to create the images that you would like to to create. So like, you know, someone like Tosh, who was potentially will be looking at a camera soon. I know he said that he was going to look at my article about the Fuji systems. This basically is a, a type of system that would work for someone like Tosh. And actually for someone like me and Ty, who are really into photography, it, it actually, for me personally, I, it, it makes it a lot more enjoyable to do photography versus a DSLR. Why? Just because it, it's like, I, I'm just concerned with creating the images. I don't have to worry about fiddling with things. The images in front of me, I, I worry about composition. I worry about um, you know, I, I, I can, I, you know, I, there's no sort of guessing of, oh my gosh, I'm going to blow out my highlights because I, I can actually dial it in and I can dial it in before I even put the camera to my eye. And then when I have it to my eye, I tweak it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, with the DSLR, basically, I mean, if you're an amateur and you're new at photography, you might take an image thinking that it actually is, it will be fine. And then when you see the image itself, you're, you're like, oh, it's either underexposed, I, you know. Or overexposed, and then you have to retake the picture. Yeah, it's a higher learning curve on a DSLR than it would be on a mirrorless system. Because right. mm -hmm. essentially you can see your final product. Right. Because right. like with a DSLR, the lens needs to be open. So uh, for instance, a, a big thing is like seeing your depth of field. Mm -hmm. You're not able to see your depth of field on DSLR unless you use the, I don't know what the thing is called the, again. The depth of field preview button. But you push yeah, that. exactly. But at that point, you know, your is brightness really drops. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a rumor. <laughs> uh, good callback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, when you when you're when you're hitting that button, um, it actually closes the closes the aperture down to what what you actually would shoot at. So if you're, um, a lot of times your your camera is focusing with a two, let's say you're using a 2.8 lens, which means the aperture is at its widest opening, just so that you can get enough light in there for the focus points to to gather the information. And then it closes down when it takes the picture. So with the depth, the depth of view, the, the depth of field view button, you basically assimilate what would be in in depth and what wouldn't be. So the, the thing that is really good about this year actually is that all of the major camera companies have released mirrorless cameras. I, Olympus hasn't done anything yet, but and Panasonic is rumored to, and we're not going to say preview here, but rumored to re be releasing a full-frame sensor in their next mirrorless camera as well. But so far this year, we've got Nikon, 
with the Z6 and 7. We've got Canon with their EOS R system, which is a completely different mount system than what they were using before. Um, Nikon so, as well, right? Yeah, Nikon is as well, right? But uh, Nikon and Canon both still give you the ability, and they do have their own adapters to use the old lenses. So you, you, if you have a whole system of lenses already, you don't have to get rid of those. Um, you can just use those on the cameras already, you know, and basically turn any of your old lenses into autofocus lenses on your your new lenses. So all of your old and autofocus lenses will still work as autofocus lenses on the new system. We had Sony earlier in the year with a whole bunch of cameras that came out, the A7 III and the A7 um, R3. I think last year was A9. There are choices from all of these cameras for any level in the mirrorless system. And you can go from like a, a, a beginner all the way to sports with the A9, which has a no blackout I think it's like 20 frames per second burst mode. Uh, like I was saying, Sony came out earlier. Um, Fuji just released their their X-T3, which seems to be a, an, another camera that's really amazing. It's APS-C. Every, uh, one of the other ones I've named so far is full frame, which means the sensor is more equivalent to what a 35 millimeter was in the old film days. And uh, APS-C is a smaller. It's, uh, it's about, um, it's almost... Like I, I, what? What's I, like one point five times smaller, I guess, uh, than uh, than uh, full frame. Mm. So right now, I it's it's like we're at a turning point where a DSLR is not going to or should not be the first option for for anyone really, because th- these other cameras do an amazing job. And I started out with mirrorless a long time ago, and I've the, 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 the I'm still using an old A7, which is completely. It completely basic compared to any of the newer cameras, um, and and I still use that to this day, and I love it. But how is your view on the new Canon and Nikon? You know, the whole internet has lost its mind about them. I'm happy that they actually released something, and um, you know, the whole internet is crying about one card slot. You know what? Whatever. Sony started with one card slot. Eventually, if eventually if people actually do pick these things up. They'll, they'll pick you know put two cost slots in there. Um, Canon has basically crippled their 4K again. Uh, Fuji actually has increased their 4K. So you you have options out there. Like if you want to shoot 4K video, which I'm not a video person, you are more than I am. But if you want to shoot 4K, you can actually just decide. You know what? Yeah, Canon is full frame, but Fuji actually is giving me a great uh, image pathway with their XT3, and just choose that because. It'll actually get the job done, and it, from what I've seen so far, it looks amazing. Uh, how easy is Fuji to adapt, though? All, all the mirrorless cameras are easy to adapt. Every single one of them. That's the thing that uh, that that a mirrorless actually has a benefit over DSLRs is that the distance from the flange to the sensor is a lot smaller. So if you buy a a, 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 a lens to adapt to it. Um, as long as it pushes it out to where it should be to get proper focus and you know proper infinity focus, that's all that matters. And most there, there isn't a 35 millimeter camera box that is smaller than mirrorless. It just doesn't exist. And what about because the future is mirrorless, right? Right. Uh, so what about you know specific lenses made for say a seven or a Canon EOS R, and you want to adapt that on a fuji yeah that, would that be possible because then it's a different type of game right? yeah 
And, and the thing is that someone like Metabones would have to then come out and do some serious electronic work. Uh, because the reason why you can adapt older lenses to any of the other cameras is because you have an aperture ring that is manual. A lot of Sony lenses don't have manual ap- aperture rings. Now, like Zeiss does make a few lenses that are aperture um manual aperture rings on there and an aperture is basically the opening that your lens has right so uh, this is for people who don't know much about photography but is the lens has an opening the the smaller the opening the more things are in focus the bigger the opening the narrower that plane of focus is so you know from someone's nose to their eye could be in focus depending on the aperture or from the nose all the way to the back of the head is in focus depending on the aperture now if you have a lens that has no manual adjustment ring for that aperture, that ring or that lens will always be wide open. And so you, your focus will always be just at that small window, right? That small plane. And uh, so uh, if in order to have any of those newer lenses that have all, everything manual, uh, sorry, non-manual, everything electronic, you'd have to introduce an adapter in the middle that is electronic to be able mm-hmm. to adjust that. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I think it is going to be interesting. I think, I think honestly, like, like, you know, we talked about the iPhone getting released and the, the, the Pixel 3. That has taken over most of people's photography taking um, devices, right? That, that is, the, that is the, the trend. Most people take images with these things. But this crop of mirrorless cameras actually, I think, is, is perfect for people who realize that, you know, I want just a little bit more. And that is a perfect thing because it has, they all have touch screens. They all pretty much have like sort of touch to shoot. Some people complain they're not vlogger specific enough, like you know, the vloggers, flippy, flippy the thing, flipping right? screen so that you can see yourself in it. You know, Canon has it. Uh, I think uh, that's probably the only one of the new bunch because I think it's Nik- Nikon. Nikon doesn't have it. Sony doesn't have it, and Fuji doesn't have it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Right? What uh, Fuji doesn't have it, I believe. What right. question for you, right? Mm-hmm. When is like so? What are the flagships? on okay you have nikon canon and sony are kind of the big ones right um well i would say Uh, the big boys used to be nikon and canon yeah i'm gonna give i'm gonna flip that on his head and i think i think this at this time in 2018 i think honestly the big the big boys in terms of putting stuff out that actually is really well made and and sort of thinking about photographers um i think it's going to be sony fuji and Panasonic and and Panasonic because they have made probably the best hybrid system. Their video camera capabilities is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Fuji, I heard about that. Right? Yeah. So you you saying Canon, Nikon are canceled? Not canceled. Not canceled. I think that they basically have put out cameras this year that are cameras that maybe they should have put out like two three years ago. Right. They're not right, as innovative so, anymore. It, right. And, you know, the R system is supposed to be what, for revolution. I, I, would go, I would call it evolution. They should have called it, you know, the E EOS instead of R EOS or EOS E instead of EOS R or whatever, however that thing goes. Because I think it's an, it's a, it's an evolution. It was something that was bound to happen um, because I, I just think that we, we sensor t- technology has improved enough to be able to, to put all of that stuff in a smaller package, uh, even though some of these cameras are not that small, but still they're a lot lighter. I mean, if you compare a, a EOS R versus a 5D Mark IV, it's a massive difference. But yeah, I think I think that that some of them have made some stumbles that they, that honestly I think that if they were to think about it 
uh the, the single card slot i you know whatever i i'm not a professional so it's i'm not you know the whole internet lost his mind about it and now that canon did it as well it's kind of like you, you kind of see the fanboys a little bit right you're, you're like well well nikon did it you were pissed off about it then but now canon did it you're not as pissed off anymore or vice versa the other way around it's, it's sort of mm. you know this hypocrisy that's going on um but like fuji i think fuji did an amazing job with the xt3 except i honestly wish that they had taken the image stabilization and put it in the body like they did with the the xh1 um because sony has it in their bodies and panasonic has it in their bodies um nikon has it in their bodies um canon honestly i think they shot themselves in the foot by not putting it in their body uh, i think they have it in there for like only video i guess elect- some electronic stabilization am i am i right uh ty i'm not sure on that okay could be right yeah 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 we, but like when when will especially nikon and canon be like okay this is the replacement or the counterpart to the 5d which one is the flagship on canon um the 5d 1dx right sort of is the 1dx yeah more the 1dx is like very very high yeah that's a beast basically i mean if that is overkill for for pretty much most people yeah the 1dx is for pros yeah yeah. The 5D Mark and, Mark IV is for pro slash prosumer. Yeah, exactly. And that would be like the majority of filmmakers would go to either a 5D or go something or go actual camera, right? Right. Like a Sony FS5 or right. 6, 7. Or, or most people, I mean, I see most people actually going for the Panasonic which is... I see that too, yeah. And, and also Sony is a big player in that one as well. Right. And the great thing about Sony is it's small. Exactly. But for me personally, the thing I hate about mirrorless systems is they're too small, man. Like, I get that you want it lighter. I'm fine with that, but... I got big hands, man. Like, but then the new Nikon's and the new, um, and, and actually even Sony's grip got bigger. Um, but the new Nikon and the new Sony, the new Canon, they're actually, bi- you know, big for for a mirrorless system. And the yeah. battery grip, if you put one of those, ba- you know, those extended <laughs> battery, I mean, it, if if you for someone who has bigger hands, that's a perfect solution. Yeah, or a cage, right? Or, or a cage, yeah. But I think, really, in all honesty, I think that that extended battery grip, you know, it gives functionality, extra fun- functionality to the Nikon. I think that's a perfect w- setup. What is your thought on the Nikon battery grip, though? Uh, w- what about it? What do you mean? Th- that it gives extra it, functionality? No, that it doesn't have a shoot, shooter button, right? Oh, uh, yeah, um, why yeah that that was a that was that was not a smart move i think that like honestly if you're gonna put uh a battery grip from the factory if it's your own battery grip i think it it, it kind of has to have a, a shutter button um, it doesn't yeah it didn't huh? no no i'm saying it doesn't because no. it, oh, it doesn't <laughs> okay it didn't okay yeah yeah i, I think that was i i think i think honestly it's kind of um, work yeah it is kind of wacky. It doesn't make sense. Like, and, and I think that, that that Nikon, honestly, of all of the companies, uh, Nikon is probably the most vulnerable. You know, they're losing a lot of money, and it's a great it's a great company. But just like Hasselblad got bought by DJI, you know, that's the fate that they're facing if they don't nip this in the bud and you know and make a move. Because I mean, I, I could see Can Fuji they be buying safe, them. Though? Can they be yeah, saved? Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. I think they can be saved. I just think that they need to make sure that the next Z8 or whatever 
gives exactly what people want i guess i mean but what do people want because like uh, like you in terms of video right because i'm talking from out of a video perspective now mm -hmm. it's like nikon isn't even on the radar in terms of video but i think this is the first time they are on the radar with this nikon with nikon's the nikon's z line because the, now you have uh 10 bit uh hbm hmi you have n-log you have actually 4k 30 i think it's i think it's even uncropped right If I'm not mistaken, or am I wrong? Mm, I can't comment on that one. Not too sure. I haven't. I believe the uh, Canon is cropped. Yeah, Canon mm -hmm. always crops their things, except for their their major heavy duty like you know video cameras, I believe. And and it's it's kind of like they they want to protect the babies, right? They want to protect the big the big stuff, which I, I kind of get, but at the same time, you, well, what big stuff do do they want to protect? Because the C 300 and the I would be like just do it like yeah I know you I, that's what you're saying but I'm just telling you what they're thinking is that they're trying to protect this you know this yeah. baby yeah but it's a different approach though because yeah, it the is. C 300 is like specific with video capabilities have XLR inputs right. you know and stuff like that right but that's exactly why they're trying to protect it you know a lot of people aren't. Uh, so, uh, uh, people who companies that that will will cannibalize themselves are Apple, uh, Sony has done it, right? Um, you you could s you, you don't see it with Fuji. Fuji is basically trying to protect their higher end. Uh, you don't see it with Canon. You you might see yeah. it with Nikon. Um, you will see it with probably Panasonic. Mm, yeah, I get it. But like, how much is a C100 compared to I, a 5D? I I don't know. I don't. That's not my. That's I I never even looked at one of those things. Um, that's that's your domain. <laughs> It's like thirty five hundred. Uh, I'll figure it out. Like, yeah, it's it's thirty five hundred. Forty five and a five D Mark II is the latest, right? Five Mark IV. Mark IV. Yeah. So that's uh, for double the price you get for two uh five Ds you get one C one hundred. If they're smart, they make. A C50 or whatever, or to to do half the price that market, right? Yeah. Make it specific for videographers, right? Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, a lot of people use 5D, uh, A7, and stuff like that because it's cheap, but it delivers a good product, a good enough product, right? True. If Actually, I'm looking here at a C100. I, you can get it for two thousand. That's body only. You can get it for two hundred. Uh, two thousand, sorry, two <laughs> hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm basing it on the new price. Oh, that's this is the old one. So you can get the old one for the, that's the Mark II. So the new one, the old one, you can get for two thousand. I don't know if I want to do that. Actually, it doesn't shoot 4K, so never mind. <laughs> right. Right. Although the 5D doesn't shoot 4K too, right? So the 5D shoots 4K, it just shoots it uh, cropped. Right. Yeah, same thing. The thing is that, like, like I think I honestly think I honestly think this really, really and truly, I think that we get caught up on specs. What does it look like? Honestly, 4K looks good. If it's cropped, once you, you once you have a good product out there in terms of like you made a video, this is my production. If you're concerned about it being cropped, then you're, the the thing you made just sucks in, in reality, right? Like Tosh, like when you're making um a video for Synergy, which by the way, we should definitely talk about the, the the new video you just released before Music Corner. But so when you're like when you're making a video of like let's say Synergy, a new video, if you're overly concerned with the qual like the, the what like say you have two options for 4K. If you're overly concerned with oh you know this camera has a cropped in version of 4K versus the other one. As long as 
what's in the video is compelling and good. That's all that matters. If you're concerned about sort of that format, then that means that whatever you're putting on that format sucks because you're too concerned, like you're, you're, you're distracting yourself with things that shouldn't matter as long as the quality of what is being put out there is good. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, uh, the, for, for instance, uh, people get hung up on things like frame rate, you know, when right. it comes to video. I saw like a 60 frames per, per second video the other day, but I don't know. It just looked kind of jittery. Over... Too fast. What, what's that? It was too fast. It's too smooth, right? Too smooth. Too smooth. Yeah, yeah too yeah. smooth. Yeah. It almost felt like a little bit uncomfortable. You know you know what I do, right? I, I shoot at 60 and then I sample. I basically output at 24 is that right. is that right you know what i'm saying so 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 i have like i have enough i i ha- it actually the quality looks better am i wrong here ty if you do that mm, so what you do is you shoot in 60 mm-hmm. you have a timeline of 24 then what you do do you change anything f- from the footage or you don't slow-mo it right no i don't slow-mo it no okay then it could be slightly better yeah oh, okay but like uh, watching sixty at sixty because he, in the timeline, if, if you put it in a timeline of twenty four, it's gonna show us twenty four, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you slow it, slow it down, you know, then then you get the benefit of the higher frame rate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like me personally, I hate sixty frames. Per, it's it's hard to do sixty frames per second good, mm-hmm. make it compelling. Yeah, that's hard. Okay, because often it just looks too smooth too too fake a little bit because they, they, they shot they shot the hobbit in 60 fps right i believe so they they did something but I yeah i know i know it was hard i know it was hobbit. hard i don't remember what it was exactly i think that was one of the reasons i found that well i only saw the first one or maybe even only part of the first one I actually they shot it they shot it at 48 so double the double 48 the oh okay yeah. well still high frame yeah, yeah. rate still high for, yeah 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 and uh, I think that was one of the things that just made it hard to watch. Mm. Just made it a little bit uh, fatigue-inducing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dick, what do you think? I know you, you used to be into video. What What do you think? I have no idea how frame rate makes it harder to watch something. I need to, I need to see it. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I've watched anything that's at that, at those frame rates to know what the... What effect it would have on me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any final thoughts on uh, on this, Dick? Uh, no. Okay. I played bingo yesterday for the first time in a long time. Oh, and oh really? I, I, I just thought about it because you guys are good, kept saying like letters and numbers. <laughs> 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 That's what that conversation was. <laughs> the C84 <laughs> and the ESO5. <laughs> I didn't okay. win any money. No? No cash? Okay, cool. Or not cool, I should say. Tosh, any final thoughts on this? Well, I, I guess for me, the, the 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 question that's on my mind, you know, particularly when considering maybe getting a mirrorless, because I am that that idea is sort of appealing to me. What are sort of the criteria that I need to look out for, or is is it really just about every camera having its own sort of characteristic or feel, and just have to base it off of that? Um, so everyone do, of them does have a character, characteristic or feel. Um, some cameras are more uh, sort of. Uh, um, tactile and mechanical feeling, right? Like Fuji has buttons all over the place so you can actually mm-hmm. change everything externally without having to get lost in a menu system, which sometimes is annoying. Believe me, it's for Sony. Please, you know, stop with all of the menus. But um, some of them are like that. Um, and the, the, the one thing I would say is 
look at a lens that you want to use. Like you could go online and search uh, and, and see what a lens was that was used in the picture. And if that's a look that you like, look for a camera system that has that lens. So I would always say lens first, camera system second, right? I mean, the camera itself second. So if you know what, uh, if you see uh, there's a 60 millimeter look on a crop camera, like a, you know, a a 1.5 X camera, if you like the way that looks, find out which camera has that and buy that. That's that's how I would look at it. All right. So not not America first, it's lens first. Yes, exactly. Okay. Good. Gotcha. (laughs) Really though, like... Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, for me, for me, it has all like the the reason why I went to Sony is because they have a thirty five millimeter two point eight lens that I loved, and I bought it after I got the the Sony, and I have been have been the happiest because of that lens. Like that lens is probably uh, since I bought that camera, ninety percent of my images are that lens. And then I bought the 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 ninety millimeter macro lens after that, and I'm like double as happy because it's like wow, you know, two lenses that to me have just amazing character. You know, the the, the ninety millimeter is a little bit slow sometimes, and but at least it's image stabilized. Um, you know, but I, I I say for the most part, you can make almost every camera behave the way you want with editing, like the way a image looks. Yeah, Canon comes out a camera a certain way with colors. They always have amazing color, but you you could have Nikon match that as well. You know, not exactly, but close, close enough. Right. Do you base it on one lens or like say you want different type of lenses? Right? So I have a I have a Fuji uh, X100S, which is a 35 millimeter equivalent fixed lens. And if if someone were to tell me that I can only have one camera from now on out, I would actually easily and happily would say, I, I don't know if I would choose a Fuji, but I would easily and happily say, yes, I'll take either one of those fixed lens cameras made by Leica, or one by, made by Sony, or one made by Fuji. I would be happy with just one lens. One lens is enough to get the job done. We have it on our, our, our iPhones. Many people create images with, our, with their iPhones and their, their, uh, <laughs> Their smartphones, right? Yeah, but the, the, that doesn't fly, right? Because it actually does when, for me. When, no, but really? Yeah. Because like, if you decide to get a DSLR or a mirrorless, mm-hmm. right? Then you plan to take they plan to take it to another level and really try to be, you know, versatile with your photography. Like, you know, for the one thing you need a fifty mil meter, but like, say you wanna. Take a shot of the moon. Well, you're not going to get a good shot with a 50 millimeter, right? True. But you could also accept that, hey, there's a moon. I capture it in my mind's eye and I move on. You know, I've done that many times. I might, like I said, if I am perfectly <laughs> happy with just having, like, like I, the only reason I went with uh, a Sony A7 versus like the Sony R, you know, the, um, what is it, the RX or whatever, the, not the RX, but the R, one R, whatever it's called. Um, the only reason is because it's way more expensive to buy that fixed lens Sony because uh, you'd have to then, on top of that, I like to look at a viewfinder with my eye to the camera. I'd have to buy that as well, which I think it was like 700 bucks extra. So it would cost me almost what, like almost $4,000 for that versus I got my Sony A7 for like $900 when it was new. Mm. So the only reason, like, like I like especially after being with the, the, the X100S, I know I could be happy with just a camera and one fixed lens. I could be. And I, I, I again, I walk around sometimes with just a Sony A7 and 35 millimeter and that's it. No? 
Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Any final thoughts, uh, Ty? Uh, no. Okay. No, no cool. final thoughts. Okay. All right. So we got final thoughts from all you guys, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Cool. What about you? Yeah, you know, um, just I'm really happy that the, that that this year we've seen everyone sort of get into the pit and and is putting out stuff out there. Um, you know, you YouTubers, please to stop being such haters. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, the, every the, every one of these systems is going to be able to do just amazing at with you know even with the the the, the worst lenses on on any in on any camera system will do just fine like you know oh it's a little bit soft you'll be fine like the legend of the phoenix yeah all ends with beginnings ah where keeps the planet spinning ah the force from the beginning no Synergy, yeah, that new. Uh, you guys just released um, Daft Daft Punk uh, rendition uh, that uh, Pentatonix did, right? Yeah, our uh, our attempt at our, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long has it, you're you're the one who? Um, how long has it been to plan this this out? Well, we've been thinking about it for a while to do this sort of uh, live performance video, and Daft Punk has always been sort of the foremost candidate for doing that because it kind of showcases the entire group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've had that melody in our repertoire for about a year or two now. Mm-hmm. So it, it just made sense, but ju- it just was all about um, just picking the date, getting everyone together. We did about, uh, uh, well, maybe all together, maybe an hour of shooting. Okay. Who did, sh- uh, did the shooting? Ah, that's, that, that's like the magic because it looks like we have like three camera units in the studio, right? Right. Um, no, actually our Alto. She did the videography. She did most of the camera work, and our beatboxer did some of it too. Oh, okay. So what we would do, we would have like the static shots. Those would basically serve as the actual master takes for what you hear in the audio. Mm-hmm. And then we would just do an- another few passes of the song with uh, our alto stepping out to do some of those uh, steady cam shots, and then switching with the beatbox to do some steady cam shots to get those individual uh, close-ups. Nice. Wait, you use a steady cam? Yeah, yeah, what like a, a jib. I a have jib? no clue. Yeah, like I, 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 I have no clue what what hmm. kind it is, but uh, like uh, I'm not in the video department. Let's put it that way. <laughs> 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 I'm purely about the audio. Okay. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. It was great. Oh, well, thanks. Oh no, you should you should go look in the in the Discord, the Yes Collective. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm sure I can find yeah, it on Facebook. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, actually, I shared it on Facebook today. Oh, okay. I, sh- I reshared. I reshared it. I should say. I hate Facebook. Oh, yeah, well, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, you know, Facebook has been very effective in promoting our content. Yeah, especially especially uh, putting a video out like this, I would imagine you probably get a lot more attention. But I mean, because it's put it puts something out and just or or images as well, right? I mean, versus just text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's much easier to interact with, I guess. Right. Wait, you go viral. (laughs) (laughs) Well. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he he meant to say, but let's let's hope. <laughs> that would be cool though, actually, if it went viral. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Well, I'm gonna put a link to, uh, in the show notes, listeners, so you could you could check it out and share it, share it with all your friends. Yeah, you, you can play the audio in the in the show too. I can give you, I can send you the the master track. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that'd be cool.
Buy it, choose it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mill, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick erase it, write it, got it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag and drop and zip on zip it, hack it, fill it, call it, find it, fuel it, go to jam, I like it, surf it, scroll it, pause it, click it, cross it, crack it, switch up, it, name it, made it, tune it, print it, scan it, sign it, fax, rename it, touch it, bring it, play it, watch it, technology, one more time. Like the legend of the phoenix, yeah. All ends with beginnings. Ah, work keeps the planet spinning. Ah, the force from the beginning. Celebration, feelings of real, baby, one 
Yeah, that, that was this in terms of recording process. This was kind of different than uh, like the studio stuff we've been doing. Okay, what what is what's different? Well, in, in this in this performance, I really wanted to capture what it was like, you know, at at the moment instead of uh, having this uh, sort of overdubbed stereo image. Mm -hmm. So it's much it's much more bare bones, I guess, than uh, for instance the Bieber production. Mm -hmm. um, but it does force you to to. Um, I guess approach the material differently. Like what what you have is what you have. Yeah. So also in terms of how you record, that that becomes a little bit different because uh, yeah, you need to make sure that you get everything at least uh, that you have at least one good complete take of it. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was sort of almost live to tape then. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Like in total, I'm, I may have used material from three or four different takes. Mm. There wasn't a lot of sort of. Uh, splicing in of, of specific sections I, I as much as i could i sort of stuck to what we did uh at one at, at, you know at uh at one given time right right that's cool yeah so we're, we're hoping to do a lot more of these uh in the near future nice any any uh any oh, any uh previews of what song maybe next <laughs> <laughs> no no <In the> previews <laughs> <laughs> No, no. It, it, one of them will definitely be one of our newest arrangements that I did, uh -huh. uh, but I won't tell you what it is. All right, cool. Surprise, surprise. No specul, no speculations, uh, fans or previews. <laughs> they go with ETA on it or no? No. Well, but we're we're we should we should record it pretty soon because uh, our alto is going away for a month uh, soon. So once oh. I get at least a recording in before that. Alrighty. So, um, shall we jump into music corner? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, like I don't have uh, like an MVP episode prepared today, but uh, you know, given the recent passing of uh, Mac Miller, just wanted to touch on well, not not necessarily the fact of of, of him passing, but more uh, kind of the. The feeling that I've been sitting with uh, lately that I guess the, 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 the dangers of the combination of mental mental issues, uh, addiction and celebrity uh, are getting increasingly lethal these days. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at, well, Mac, but also what happened to Demi Lovato recently, yeah. um, you know, what happened to uh, Avicii uh, not long ago. It, yeah. It's weird. It's it's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's if this is like something of a, of a, a trend or, or something that's uh, sort of happening more often, but it's definitely become more visible. Right. So, how do you feel about all this? It's it's sad. I, I think I think a lot of times. Um. I think he, we as humans, uh, we 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 glamour we clamor for um notoriety and sort of being recognized for for you know what we do but I, I don't know if if it's if it's really that easy to handle right because um people expect a lot of you and so uh you know these people might be the, their own hardest critics and in order to maybe uh to maybe hush the the own internal critic they sort of uh, I, i'm you know speculating here but maybe they self-medicate in order to cope with all of the stresses of being you know looked up to by all of these uh fans you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah I, I guess that that in a lot of cases that might be the case i don't i'm not, not necessarily sure if that was the case for mac right because on a musical front he was always just very ambitious and forward-thinking and comfortable i think 
in um, the like the sort of the musical wave that he was writing, but uh, I think for him it was more of an existential thing that sort of led him to self-medicate and uh, just depend on drugs as, as just a means of being able to, to to cope. I mean, he definitely wanted to live. That's right. that's definitely what you hear coming out now. Like he chose an accidental overdose. Yeah, that's what, it's yeah, lo- what so. it looks like, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. So, and in that sense, like Avicii and him are kind of the opposite story. Like uh, Avicii definitely wanted to die. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's it's really tough, and, and just you know, the, the, uh, in uh, in the uh, the Yes Collective, I, I actually shared that uh, that story with uh, Ashley from uh, uh, Shoujo and Tell and uh, Podigious uh, Podcast. Um, she shared that that, um, that article with, uh, with the fans sort of going after, uh, you know, his ex about, uh, if, you know, saying that she, he's, he's to, or she's to be blamed for him doing this. And it's like... Well, who's his ex? Is it Ar- Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the thing is that, like, that, that, so, that sort of thing is... A, is a problem as well like you we put we put way too much way too much on these on these celebrities yeah yeah absolutely like i, I was kind of watching the twitter sphere mm-hmm. and looking at sort of what uh, what different people around mac were saying like it wasn't even a day after it happened and people were already sort of demanding a response like a public response from uh, from ariana as if that's the problem with the internet i don't know it was some kind of political scandal, and she's like a politician that has to make a statement about it. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, the you know artists, you know, they are in this line uh, in the spotlight, right? They get a lot of feedback, positive and negative, right? Right. And there's this huge pressure that's on them, right? And that's something. We cannot fathom, right? And some artists are able to cope with it. Some artists aren't able to cope with it, right? And for a lot of artists, they also get placed in situations. It's not necessarily the right situation for them, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, uh, like I saw this interview with uh, what's what's the producer name called again? Uh, I forgot his name. But, uh, Scott Storch. Scott Storch. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He just started coming with a comeback and stuff like that. But what he basically said is like, in his prime, right? Like coke and stuff. What? Not many people did coke. A lot of people did like you know, weed and stuff, but not coke. But nowadays, it seems like. Everybody's doing coke or Molly or all that hard stuff, yeah. right? You see, mm. even in regular life, though, like those things to be taboo. But now, yeah, I'm not even a celebrity, but you just see it more regularly. I play poker mm-hmm. with people that uh, when it's late at night and they're tired, they're like, you know, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and you know, they'll offer anybody want some. Oh my! <laughs> or really? Somebody might be sipping syrup while they're playing. You just, but the stuff used to be, stuff used to be ashamed of, and now it's. Uh, just regular, just you know. I think music and hip hop culture has made it acceptable. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not starting that debate of hip hop culture is influencing people, but I think hip hop culture in the past made it taboo. Where like right. you do that stuff, but now it's become acceptable, so it's, it's easier to right. to get by and do it. Yeah, it's scary. Really is. Yeah, and also, you know, if you get involved with the wrong people, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. Like the case from Avicii, that 
I saw the documentary and wow. A recent one? I wasn't even aware until now. It's not that reason, I think, but he oh. was still alive. Oh, he, okay. he made that. But there you can really see, like, he struggled. But the thing is, he was more of a musical genius who was an introvert and only basically loved making music. But the whole being famous thing about it, he mm-hmm. didn't like that. He didn't want any part of it. Right. Yeah, and then imagine having to perform just night upon night. Yeah. Just having to present this version of yourself that's... Uh, Fabricated almost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's not forced, though. That's a decision, right? Yeah, and sometimes you have to fabricate it, right? I, I'm, I was saying that it's not forced. It's a decision. You decide that's how you want to... You, you don't have to do that every night. Well, let, let's say uh, for a DJ career to be sustainable i guess you kind of do it's it's, yeah well i guess it kind of is a sacrifice that you make to allow you to um okay but think about a dj that makes 20 grand a year and one that can work a year or two and be like you know i'm just chill for the rest of my life (laughs) because then they make a lot of money the the bigger djs don't they make like millions of dollars yeah, but they started a lifestyle that is sort of like it, it's something that if they do walk away, it's hard to sustain it off of nothing. Right. You know, yeah, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. And uh, you, of course, you're, you're also sort of striving for relevance, right? If, if you're in that scene. Right. right. And the only way you can mm-hmm. you can garner that relevance, well, of course, you need to release. But I think for EDM more so, you have to be a presence, you know, in, in the club scene. And, uh, you know, you just have to perform. And. And they're all about drugs and EDM, right? It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, for instance, say, take uh, Demi Lovato or Beyonce or whatever. You know, they, when they perform, they need to be portraying like, I'm having a good time. With a DJ, you can sort of muffle it a little bit away, but, you know, it's still hard. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have to perform in front of everybody and they need to, like, if you need to sing, you need to sing, like, like you really mean it right mm-hmm. and if you have a day off you're feeling sick or whatever you are not allowed to feel sick or what not you should but you're not allowed right yeah uh, that, that that's a hard struggle i think i think so i mean I, again like that Ariana ariana grande basically sharing something that was you know he, he was like her best friend or whatever or a really close friend and just the trolls and the fans expecting, I mean, they're not fans, they're trolls, basically. You can't be a fan and, and, and feed that, you know, I mean, how, how horrific is that? And it was an accident. Right, seriously. right, exactly. All right. Well, be, before we sort of uh, try to, you know, close on, 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 <laughs> on such a, uh, a harsh note. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the things that's sort of struck me about this whole thing was that um with mac miller in particular like his his star was just about to rise you know um like um his name has been sort of around and i I was aware of kind of who he was was only recently that i really started diving into into his discography and sort of uh you know started listening to the things that he was uh, coming out with recently. And uh, to me, like, the biggest thing is, like, he had a lot of music in him, a lot of ambition in him, mm-hmm. and was still sort of developing, you know, as an artist. You know, he was only 26 years old. So I think uh, 
the best way to to sort of uh, cope with uh, something like this is just to just appreciate the work, you know. Yeah. How many albums has he had? I, I never listened. I think uh, three or four or something. Okay. Yeah. He probably has a lot more mixtapes, uh, sort of EPs uh, floating around, but uh, I think he was on his third or, or set, uh, second or third student, you know, like major release major album yeah it looks like he had like five albums but yeah not all major right but what when you hear like other musicians other artists talking about mac that he was always just like a very positive presence and uh, you can tell like when he plays with a live band like the the band just really enjoys playing with him Mm -hmm. and that's something that i never knew about him and that's something that i'm I'm definitely going to explore further when i sort of dive into his back catalog Mm -hmm. because you know aside from being a rapper or or sort of you know what what people tend to label him as like a white rapper maybe sort of corny he was just a musician yeah yeah it's really unfortunate it is it is i feel like i've become desensitized i haven't gotten there yet no and then kind of that that fact that that's kind of the sort of the tragic thing about it you know that it's become so commonplace that like a 20 something just either off themselves or uh just completely sort of self-destructs under the pressures of of you know this whole uh celebrity culture that that's been built you know mm-hmm. but let me tell you something I, I i heard recently and it's not just i think celebrities will it'll be magnified with celebrities but in general um and it has probably to do a lot with social media and the internet but anxiety and depression has gone up a lot in in children so from children mm-hmm. to teenagers I, I can believe that for sure and some people make the argument that it might just be that we're better at diagnosing it but i, I really think that just the access to opinions and information that we have can just make you, know, you, you can just all the things that are going wrong in the world you can find out about them and those things can make you an anxious depressed person mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and the suicide rate uh, i think i think in women in young 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 girls has gone up like 70 percent in the past 10 years something crazy yeah that's really really, uh alarming yeah wow it has to do i I would have to i mean i i didn't research this but i'd have to pin it somewhere on social media and the expectations it places on people yeah the women they see they try to emulate and just how cruel people can be yeah uh has to have an effect on yeah i would agree like imagine if ariana grande after her whole she was on the at the funeral, right? Aretha Franklin's funeral? That was her. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that whole debacle. Yeah. Like, uh, a- imagine if she just killed herself now because pe- she had to deal with that and then people blaming her for Mac Miller's death and she killed herself. What would people say? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just in, well, in one dark moment, she's like, don't you know, even, I can't take Oh, this. man. Yeah, no, man. So it's people have like, to back off. Like, this world, this world is so evil sometimes. Like, with, like, people are invested in things that have nothing to do with that. Right, mm-hmm. like if you personally lo- know both of them, and then you can make maybe talk, but like now you're s- sitting on the sidelines and you're like, "Hey, Ariana Grande, you should did it." No, let let it be in peace. Like you know that that statement, "Stay in your own lane." That that is really <laughs> the the it should be the motto of, so, of social networks to stay in your own lane. <laughs> yeah, but the world is so obsessed with like celebrities and stuff like that they everybody has an opinion about whatever it is right and sometimes they're just trolling the troll right yeah. but if you have them face to face they're like uh, <laughs> I, I like you yeah i'm okay <laughs> like come on like <laughs> oh 
be, be, be kind. Right. People also tend to kind of uh, try, they try to simplify um, these people, you know, like uh, sort of narrativize them in a way that would never apply to any sort of, you know, regular human life, you know? Right. Yeah. But because they have this sort of, uh, you know, mediatized image, you, you, you tend to think, oh, yeah, so. Um, a plus B equals C. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah, your own life isn't that isn't that simple. So you, you can be for sure that theirs isn't either. Right. I agree. Yeah. I used to want to be a celebrity. I'm glad I'm not. Wait, I don't want to be celebrities. There's no, there's no up. There's <laughs> Wait, no forever the cybercast, up. man. Come on, we're not celebrities, Dick. No, we're not. <laughs> there's no up in terms of what? Like you, there has, there's always a point where you come down, and I think that it uh, it it can affect people in extreme ways because to want to be a celebrity there's there's a desire in you to want to be known and loved and looked up to and when that fades you're gonna feel crappy yeah like winning the lotto and blowing it right or losing that money and you know how it causes people to become depressed i think it kind of relates to that for example the was the guy from the cosby show who got outed yeah, for working Jeffrey, for the Joes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just that gonna was mention story. him yeah, Jeffrey See, Owens. Right. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. That kind of, you know, when you have to resort to just living a regular life after celebrity. Right. I, I, I honestly, the person who who did that, the, the outing, should be ashamed of themselves. Seriously. Like, we all, like, all work is important. It doesn't matter what you do. It has to happen. The garbage man, uh, if they don't pick up the garbage, guess what? Our streets will be filled with garbage, right? Every single job is important. Now, yeah, he was a celebrity on a... But Clay, on a, be real. Yeah. If you saw him at your Trader Joe's, you wouldn't at least like tell us like, "Hey, guess what, guys?" I would, yes, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> out him like that. And the thing is that yeah, supposedly, supposedly there was a plan to go back and do a story on like you know a celebrity who look what look he was at a certain point and look where he is now working at Trader Joe's. And it's like it, that was just wasn't necessary. It it it, it, yeah. it went too far. And the fact that he wasn't even a huge celebrity, he just played. Right. Right. It was like a minor a minor character on a show like t- decades ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he has been working on and off. It's just that um, so, you know, like he said, a job like Trader Joe's was the perfect job to have because they gave him the ability to go and audition for other things, right? Right. And now Tyler mm-hmm. Perry, basically after this thing, is putting him in a. 10 episode run of his show on own, the own, you know, the Oprah. Well, yeah, I, guess, I guess he he's uh, definitely the winner in the story. But. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a, a flood of these stories, like struggling celebrities are going to like hire their friends to <laughs> capture them at work. <laughs> It's a PR, that's a brilliant <laughs> PR move. <laughs> yeah, and then, that, 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 that that's also co- comes back to what I was saying about the, the sort of narrative that people sort of construct around celebrities you know mm-hmm. oh yeah so you, you've been on a tv show then yeah obviously your life must look like this this or this right. yeah and yeah like having just a plain job um and, and trying to c- combine that with as much meaningful sort of acting work as you can that, that sort of doesn't fit into that picture right exactly yeah and the thing is a lot of people think it's easy work and it's so glamorous. You get everything. Yeah, sure. Sometimes you get goodie bags. And <laughs> hey, I, I would agree that's fun. That craft get, service. Right? But <laughs> it is hard work. It is serious hard work to get to the level where a celebrity is. You know, some celebrities, yes, given they, for them, for some celebrities, it's easier to get there than other celebrities, right? 
but at the end of the day it's hard work and especially when you're more being working on your craft than actually trying to be like hey here am i i'm a celebrity right uh, <laughs> hey if you do that i don't like you like kardashians seems pretty easy for them <laughs> is it uh, well, yeah, it's, it was the same if it is, is, you know. Mother is a genius. Mm. Listen, all all artists struggle at in one way or another. I mean, look at Van Gogh. He basically cut part of his ear off. He had, uh, you know, mental stability issues. We 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 celebrities are not different than the regular population. They are just people who have put in the work to try to become better at at something than the rest of us. But they do not change. They are the same people. We mustn't forget that. Did I kill the show? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're right. They are people. They're not celebrities. They are people. They say money doesn't change you. It just amplifies you. Yeah. I would. I would. Yeah, they, they wouldn't change, but if they're if they're a holes, gonna be bigger a holes. Right. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know, with, with our show, I mean, we're such big celebrities. I mean, people they don't even realize that we have regular jobs, guys. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, my my fifty minutes of fame have already been gone, man. <laughs> that was on well, the. Where um, was your fame from? He Kai? was on the radio, wasn't he? <laughs> man, I've been on so All many right, places. Yeah. I hate it. Like, like uh, the la- last time I was on, on some huge billboard, I was like, wait, what? A, a billboard? Like a, yeah, kind of, like a big banner. Oh, did for you what? take pictures? No, like an ad for... Yeah, I know, but company. did you take a picture of it? I, I, no, somebody sent the picture of, like, the So banner. you were modeling? No, uh, it was just, it was a r- picture of some production we did, and it was a rap they took a picture of it and now they use it as uh like promo material oh mm-hmm. right so and apparently they printed this huge banner and during like a uh, summer carnival they put a bunch of them up hmm. i was like wait what <laughs> uh, i've been on tv a couple of times i've been on amsterdam tv for a couple of years hmm. you know, but that that like the one on Amsterdam TV it was like it was a one taker and they used it over and over and over mm. like a, in an intro right? Mm. Uh, oh really? So are you a rising star or your your, your star is is done? Uh, I never rose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to do a, like a movie or something just for the fun of it. I don't care about. You, you mean you want to be in the movie or you want to produce the movie? Like you no, wanna I want to be in a movie. Oh, you want to be in it? Though. Yeah. But I Dick, Dick, produce... can, Dick can help you with that. He makes a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, not that kind of uh, movie. But well, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like work on a movie set and one time work like act, do some acting. Okay. Can you act? Have you done acting? Uh, no. I don't know if I can act. I'm not. Let me put yeah, it. I don't know if I can act from a camera. I know I act a lot in real life. Oh really? Same here. I act. I act like I'm sane. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I act like I'm straight. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, Dick. I know. I'm coming out, guys. Good. But that's another episode. Let's let's get into <laughs> the movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tosh, you're, you're done with the, the corner? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, Ty, are you going to stick around for the, oh boy, hereditary <laughs> for Dick's pick? I can, I can stick around. I just don't have a lot to say because apparently the last 10 minutes are the payoff. So, so how about this? Well, before we get to that part, we'll tell you to, to get off. Yeah. So you can go watch. Oh, you can tell me. I don't care. I don't get care about okay. spoilers. All right, uh, Dick, you want to give us a recap of this movie for uh, before we start discussing it? Well, I'd like to give a disclaimer. Okay, first. please. Yes. So y'all know. I, I mean, I, I mentioned this. I play poker. It's like the thing I I'm trying to get good at in life. I wanna, I wanna at some point maybe play professionally. But I've been playing a lot, and you meet some very interesting characters when you play poker, you know? I mean, it's just like any other interaction in, in life, except for you're spending a lot of time sitting around with the same people, and eventually, you know, you start talking. But there's one guy, um, he's a black guy, he's like in his, I think, mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks, you know, kind of uh, rough. Not 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 rough. I mean, he's he a lot of tattoos. Like, he tries to be, like, he's a hard guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I never knew any, much about him. He's usually very quiet. Which is not uncommon for poker, but one day he, I don't know what we were talking about, and then he just busts out. He's like, "Have anybody seen the movie Hereditary?" And uh, knew nothing about it. He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "He's like, all right. First of all, I've been I've been to prison. <laughs> I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of shit in my life, but this movie." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's that's one way." <laughs> and I <I'm> said, <laughs> you've, "You've had me. You've had me at the prison." <laughs> he's like, "That's like that's one way to get my." my attention uh-huh. i was like just don't give anything away yeah that, that, that's a good that's a good pitch man for <laughs> yeah and 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 just the fact that he never really talks a lot and just the way he was reacting to this and of course him prefacing it like you know i've been in prison i was like i, I could have guessed but i never would have wanted to prejudge anybody <laughs> but uh he's like yeah that that's the scariest movie i've ever seen he's like a couple of days after that movie i was still like messed up and i was like really how how serious can this movie be and i started to look at internet opinions on it and uh and people were kind of saying the same things you know like you'll never be the same after watching this movie stuff like that so i I suggested that you know you should see it so that's how that came about well before we continue spoilers uh listeners spoilers so pause here and then come back after you watch the movie Please do watch the movie and then come back and and tweet at us, okay? So go ahead, Dick. All right. So, um, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, are we going just, into the movie? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go into the movie. So you know, just give us a sort of uh, just a, a a synopsis of what happened in the movie, and then we will discuss the movie. Okay. Well, the movie starts off with a funeral. The, the, the I guess she's the main character, and uh, can't remember her name though. Annie, not the actress, just her name in the movie. What's her name? Annie. Annie. Annie's. Uh, that's how the movie starts. We're at her mom's funeral, or they're getting ready for it. Um, and I guess that's the the movie starts to go into her mom's past and the things that she was was into. Um, that's really <laughs> the big synopsis, which. Uh, it's very vague, but unless you can give a better one, Clay. Yeah, so, so basically, the movie starts with her at the funeral giving a eulogy, uh, the statements out of, of Tony, uh, Tony Collette, who is the actor, actress who plays Annie, um, says that she's never seen that many faces. Uh, you know, her mom was very secretive, 
secretive, right? Mm -hmm. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. And uh, the movie actually starts off with uh, a, a treehouse that we see and the, the family leaving leaving the house, uh, leaving to get ready for this funeral. And one of the kids is actually sleeping in the treehouse with no heater. It's freezing, but it seems that this treehouse is her favorite place. And this, this, this uh, is Charlie, the, the child, the youngest child in the, in the household. Um, daughter. The, the daughter, exactly. Now, when you look at this, this movie, uh, there are models of, of a house in the movie. And it seems that... Because that, that, that's, that's Annie's job, Annie's right? Annie's job, exactly. Building miniatures. Miniatures, exactly. And we, see, we zoom... Uh, anytime anything is happening at the house, we zoom from one scene in the, the house she creates to another scene in the little miniature. So it's sort of like their lives are, with, are, are encapsulated within a model. It's, it's almost like they're, like they're living lives that are controlled by external forces. And in this case, the external force is Annie. She's manipulating the scenes and recreating scenes from her life in the miniatures. That's how it starts, right? Doesn't it start with a close-up of a miniature that turns into the boys? Into, exactly. Bedroom? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie, this, my, this, seriously, like this movie, my, my brain, I think, was her, was was broken for a couple of days after this movie. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm sort of positive. What did you think of it? I mean, we don't have to go into like everything okay. about the movie, but what, first of all, like what did you think? Uh, okay. Um, so the movie kind of started off... Uh, it started off actually okay. It actually had this, the the movements in the movie were kind of cool. I liked the, the the moving in to the the model and moving out, and you're in the scene. I like that. Um, there were there were different things that they sort of put in your face, like you know the eulogy saying, um, you know her mom, all these people she would you know she, she wouldn't have she wouldn't recognize all these people because her mom how would her mom have known all these people. Um, you know the dad saying to the Charlie, the daughter. You know, uh, did you check if there are nuts in there? You know, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So there's kind of they, foreshadowing they get, a lot. Exactly, a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of dropping hints to to you to to like because whenever the dad when the dad said that to the child, um, it it actually stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's sort of the Hitchcock method, right? Right. Of sort of uh, it's like it's like highlight source of tension and and sort of leaving it there for later. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that it wouldn't be brought up unless it's gonna have some exactly. kind of it's meaning. Exactly. Like the, the gun under the table. You know. It's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you, um, Tosh? Anything that uh, for the beginning of the movie that I'm uh, that you're thinking about that maybe should be mentioned? Well, you know, for me, horror movies they they sort of play in a different ball game than other movies. And for me, at least personally, like I'm looking for something different than them than I would you know, say an action movie or comedy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, like the, this movie is pretty effective, mm -hmm. right? It sort of plays on uh, sort of the kind of psychological, yeah, sort of. Mind sort games. Of, yeah. And, and also like the family aspect of it, that, that sort of, that's sort of the sort of stuff that, that kind of gets to me in this movie. I, I appreciate the fact that 
it didn't resort to jump scares a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, they they really let sort of the the the, the things that are creepy sort of sit there. <laughs> are you talking about the bedroom? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, for instance. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And it does a lot it does a lot it, it does a lot with sound. That's that's interesting. Yeah, like, you know uh, the, the 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 clicking of the daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me that's up the exactly wall. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> I mean, that was tra- that drove. I that that Dick knows that that's something that bothers me a lot, right? Like yeah, it used to annoy him. Like if oh. I did that, or or you know, our sister Tanil did that, that really annoyed him. So I know, yeah, that has a special place in your heart. <laughs> it actually, it actually, like it's it's it. it, it it's like chalk on on uh, it's nails on the chalkboard for me, and but but to like the it, like it it causes major anxiety in me. Like my whole body is on fire when I when I hear it, and I'm like mm-hmm. sitting back listening to this, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So yeah, at so some I, point, that, that scene where he's in the classroom and he just hears it, that 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 one was really <laughs> yeah, that really struck yeah. a nerve with me too. Um, but like that that's one of the things that this movie does. It, it sort of it has like these characters be present um, in ways that de- doesn't necessarily require visuals. Mm-hmm. It's more like a feeling like the, the same with the grandmother. She's basically present throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you only rarely see her really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, like in the whole movie, the, 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 so this movie is called hereditary, right? The lineage is definitely like the importance is grandma's lineage not dad that is unimportant in the whole movie like mm-hmm. he is yeah, he's he more is, like collateral damage <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you know he's he's actually very calm cool and collected except for when he freaks out about her having her moments but he's not he's not irregular like they are like you know charlie is is not normal um um uh, what's his name again the son um forgot his name uh the son he's not normal and the mom is not normal and we find out the whole movie sort of sets up for you how the grandma is not normal, you know, and all of this stuff started with the grandma. Being I think the grandma was the only unintentionally not normal person. Like she's the one that's like practicing this. I don't know what kind of lifestyle, like supernatural, supernatural, uh, well, metaphysical. She, well, she was like occult, she, occultist sort of thing. Right? Occult, exactly. She, yeah. she, um, she. Uh, so the son's name is Peter, right? That, that, isn't that Peter? Yeah. That's- Sounds right. Right. I think it was Peter. Um, uh, right, Ty, you remember? You watched it most recent. Yeah, it's, it's correct, Peter. Okay. Yeah, so so basically, the so the movie sort of guides you. There are many scenes where uh, you see Sun losing his mind, uh, Charlie kind of losing her, her mind a little bit. Uh, they're all solo scenes, basically. And when they're she together... She totally lost her mind, Charlie. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you see the symbols of uh, there. You see these symbols all over the scene, uh, uh, portraying this deity, I guess, who they worship. Right? The mom has it. The daughter has it. It's on the po- it's on the post that knocks off Charlie's head. Mm-hmm. It's almost like as if the nuts were set up because the second you walk into the party, which I seriously, the mom sends a child. To a thirteen-year-old child to a party with a what is he seventeen years old, sixteen years old? In her defense, you're not expecting nuts. It, it it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Wow, that was a bit <laughs> I thought unusual. Uh, especially if if you think you you're gonna oh I'm gonna send so let's say Dick is gonna go to a party and Tanil you know what. 
there might be alcohol there. I need to send you along. For what? What is going to happen? Tanil's going to control Dick? <laughs> I don't think so. Tanil <laughs> uh, is our sister. So, like, I seriously? Like, that That to me, I, my brain hurt when I heard that. I was like, why? But didn't he paint it like it wasn't that kind of a, like a, not that, like a party party? Yeah. Right. He did paint it that way. But she said, though, there might be. I think at one point she even said there oh. might be alcohol there. And then she says, take your sister along. <laughs> like, mm. Okay, and he of course does not object to it, and then he's upstairs getting high, and she basically is texting him because she, the second we walk into the party, we see nuts being chopped. That was like right. so into, into, what, into what the cake or something or right yeah right yeah. like that that was like again just like when the dad said you know did you check to see if there are nuts and are are there nuts in this in what are you eating um that that was an emphasis the chopping of the nuts was an emphasis. And then all of a sudden, you see her going into the cake. <laughs> and then she sits down and then she t- tries to call or text her brother and he ignores it. Yeah. But of course, you know, that needed to happen. Yeah. For the shock scene. Because that was... Uh, I didn't see it coming. I mean, actually, I did. But I how, also... how did you see it coming exactly? Because I didn't well, see it coming. <sighs> I mean, I saw it coming when I saw the nuts. But I didn't see it coming to an end the way it did. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the deer, I was like, oh, my God. That's why they showed the pole. And it just kind of happened that quickly. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting exactly that to happen. Right. But something, no, no. To, uh, something of the like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that because the, the girl was in the poster kind of prominently, I didn't assume that she would be departing the scene that quickly. Yes. Right. Exactly. But yeah, it, does, it does allow her to, to become sort of a, like a horrifying presence, you know, later on. True, but she's never seen again. That's the part that it's like... Well, yeah, at the end, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> Ty, Ty, since you saw it more freshly than any of us, anything that you want to sort of impress upon the, the listeners to oh, bring up? I'm a bad example because I was out of it today, man. Like, oh, okay. I couldn't, so, like, uh-huh. absorb movie yeah and it was a long time since i've i've pushed play like 50 times today so it wasn't compelling enough the movie but, hmm? it wasn't compelling enough mm, i mean it didn't hold well, your attention the, for you the, to say oh my gosh like i gotta see you know what's gonna happen next uh eventually it did but like it was it's just a bad day for me uh, yeah. it's yeah. slow too right it's a slow movie it's a very slow it, movie it, it's it, a very it, slow it, movie yeah but like there are a lot of layers that are building up very slowly but yeah, like but sort of it, revealing to me, themselves. It wasn't like uh, I want to stop this movie because right. I I've had movies that was like yeah nope bye. It, it Listen, wasn't that for, kind of movie. It, I, yeah, I, there's I, no suspense there. Yeah, there was a lot of suspense. I, I I couldn't stop this movie because I had to I had to find out what happened next. Honestly, even like remember when we watched in episode thirty one. And I'm gonna put this in the show notes for you listeners. But we discussed Walrus. Uh, sorry, not Walrus. Dusk. Dusk. Yeah, yeah, Tusk to... is, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That, the episode that is was called Walrus. Yes, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, well, like that movie, I wanted to see what happened next. And same here, except, like, they were both like, like, like they, uh, they were both ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, it's a dick pic no, because they were both ridiculous. A bit more compelling to keep watching. Now. Which one? This one. This one. Yeah, but the thing is that they're, they're compelling or not, they were both ridiculous movies. Like. I just wow because like okay so so child you know uh, Annie loses a child you know of course Annie husband and the brother is completely numb when the whole thing happens he doesn't even look back to see if his sister is there or not to see if she has a head or not he just drives home after the incident yeah but 
He's in shock, right? Like, yeah, what, yeah, what? he is in shock. But the thing about it is that we, I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess you're in extreme shock where you just keep driving and just go yeah. and climb into bed and go to sleep while your headless sister is sitting yeah, in the that, car. That, that kind of sells it, right? I, I, I kind of love that scene, like mm-hmm. or like it, it, it was so suspenseful. Like whole thing. Okay, right. we need to rush, 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 and all of a sudden, bam! Everything stops, and he's in like and the music, yeah, yeah. The music. and he's in like this zone, and I'm, I, I, I'm okay, uh, it's okay, uh, just go because he is so shocked by what just happened, like he, he just killed his sister, yeah, and it wasn't his fault, but it feels like. I killed my sister. But part of me feels like he was kind of annoyed by her sometimes. So it's, it's, it's like, like in a normal sort of brothers, like an older brother, right, sister who needs special care kind of way. Exactly. You know? Right. Right. Because she was, she was a special. She was not a normal kid. But did they address that? No, but no, that's implied. I guess. Implied. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, no, but but like, look at the scene where she comes in. Right. Okay. It's not going well. Right. Mm-hmm. And he takes her to the car. Look how he takes her to the car. You don't bring your sister who you don't love that way to the car. Right. What? Just the way he was carrying her. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the easiest way to run with somebody. Uh, how, how how would he carry her? In, like uh, the wedding thing. Like it's uh, harder, man. It is. It's easier if she's holding on or something and. But anyway, I'm sure he loved her as a sister. <laughs> so there was another thing that happened in the movie where um, the, while the sister was still alive, uh, the mom, uh, Annie, reveals that Ellen actually took care of the sister because Ellen and Annie actually had a relationship that was severed. They, did, they didn't talk. Right. Yeah. I forgot right. about that. Actually. I mean, and that was kind of important because um, um, Ellen raised... Charlie. And then... And like breastfed her? Breastfed her. The mom was not allowed to breastfeed her. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. Um, and actually, um, uh, when the grandma died, you know, Charlie asked, who's going to take care of me, basically? Because... The person who is her caregiver is gone. Um, and she also revealed to the mommy that at one point, grandma expressed to her that she was supposed to be a boy. Mm. Right? Now, when you go to grandma, when you go to grandma's, I think it was grandma's place. Oh, no, the mat. There's a mat called Charles. Right? There's a mat with an engraving called Ch- Charles. And Charlie's name is Charlie, which poten- potentially the name was supposed to be Charles. Mm. Right? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when the grieving happened, there was a there was a a group meeting that Annie was going to for her mom, and I guess she was thinking about going back again because she's grieving now for her daughter. <laughs> but changes her mind and backs away. There is a person named Joan, I believe. That's her name. Me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Mm-hmm. Who uh, reaches out? It reaches out and tells her she also lost a child. 
and uh, they they you know she gets support and and actually helps with the grieving. Now uh, now another time when she does go back to meet with her, she, oh no, no, another time when she sees her leaving a store, she's uh, Joan is extremely extremely happy. But question, yeah, could you tell Joan was a fraud from the minute they met? So, yes, the second the second she pulled up to the car, I felt yeah. like this is this is you know this snake oil is being sold here. The second I saw that, uh, mm. Tosh, yeah, you agree? She seemed, she seemed a little pushy, pushy, and also fake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it, to me, it felt co- kind of like the the mom in. Uh, this is another spoiler, but uh, like the mom in uh, in Get Out. Oh my gosh! Mm. Yeah, oh, I gosh, still need to watch that sort movie. of approach. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, she did. She played a role well because I mean, obviously, she's supposed to not be trusted, but yeah, I could tell. Right away that, you know, she's not genuine. Right. So so basically, she's extremely happy. And then uh, Annie, of course, asks her why. She tells her that she um, she has reached... She has, with the help... What do you call those things? Seance? With a seance? The help of a seance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. She's reached out to her son. And so she wanted to show her how to do this. Now, of course, this is a setup because there are many things that have to happen... I guess by the people who are part of this hereditary hereditary line, right? Because Ellen was made the head, the matriarch of this cult, and her next in line would be would be Annie, and Annie Annie would who has to sort of, from what I understand or what I gather from the movie, she had to usher in Charlie's spirit back to this realm. Am I am I understanding that correctly? Uh, mm, I'm, I'm not sure. I actually, like, I, I myself hadn't gone that far in sort of my analysis of the plot. Okay. So uh, did I jump? So what, what, what do you say? What do you say was the setup, Clay? What's so the setup? the setup was so the sermon, the the seance had to happen, but the seance could only happen when with a lineage, a person of the same lineage. Okay. Of of so this is a generations old thing. Ellen is not the first. Ellen is a line of people who came before her. Now this is not completely spelled out for us, but right, the only people who who get affected by this are Ellen, Annie, and Charles, Charlie. And the movie and the movie's name is Hereditary. So. And the movie's name is Hereditary, exactly. So, right, and so sometimes you know, like sometimes things have to happen, but the things have to happen by the by certain people, and you can't put a gun to the head and say you have to do this. It has to be done like a free will and which she did gladly because she wanted to see Charlie or hear Charlie again or feel Charlie again. Am I, am I jumping the gun here with, uh, with uh, are you I'm talking about at your house or at the lady's house? At, at, well, at the lady's house, the, the seance happens and the lady, uh, either makes her think that the son is actually there or the son is actually there. The cop moves. Yeah. Well, I think it had to be real or else it wouldn't have worked when she did it alone. Right. The thing is right. that it no. The thing is that it was real for her. Oh. The thing is that the lady could have tricked her into the say, telling her what the words are to make it happen. I got you. Because the lady yeah. is second. The, the, the Joan is second in line. You know, Ellen was in charge, right? She was the the queen. She was and the second in her second in command was Joan. So Joan knew exactly what had to happen in order for the coming of what is to come by the end of this movie to happen. Mm-hmm. Right now, so Charlie was supposed to be a boy, and the reason why she was supposed to be a boy is because she was to be the vessel of what is to come at the end of this movie. No? Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with this analysis so far. Right, and so now the fact that Charlie actually was not a boy, we could do away with Charlie, even though Charlie does still play a major part in this 
this whole spookiness. <laughs> yeah, um, but then Peter has to assume that that uh, role. Ex- that role, exactly. Yeah, poor Peter. Poor Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he gets messed with a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> like uh, by the end. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, bashing his head into a table without his own will, free will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, the thing is that I think I think this is one of those movies that is really hard to sort of recap because there's so much happening and there's so much sort of jumping sort of back to different scenes and or moments are happening where you're like, well, is he really being choked from the back of his bed, which is pushed flush against the wall? Yeah, right. that, was, that was creepy. That was very creepy, and that looked like it was his mom, but was it his mom? And at one point, yeah, seems- and, and the whole thing where his mom sort of confesses to him, like uh, she tried killing. What, yeah, commit. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to commit a, a, a abortion while like an abortion. He was, yeah, and then also on top of that, she's sleepwalking one day and almost lights him on fire. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there, there's a lot happening to, to Peter. I think that's like the inner, inner goodness in her knowing that her son is supposed to be used for something. For something else, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing about it is that, like, ultimately what, what had to happen is that he had to become an empty vessel. And now when Charlie became an empty vessel, she didn't get, she really and truly didn't get filled by the thing that we're not mentioning yet. Shall we mention it? Sure. So uh, there is a, what is it? Sort of a, uh, it's a spirit. Uh, and it's like a demon? A demon spirit. And he is called Paimon. And they all worship Paimon. Now, Paimon is to, is to, con- is to enter the body of a male vessel. Kind of like a pet catalyst priest, right? Right. Oh my gosh, really, Dick? <laughs> Sorry, actually, that's not. <laughs> wow, I just hit my mind. My mind is still stuck on the, what a payment is, and then I hear I I reheard your statement in my mind. Too soon. Yeah, I too think. soon, Dick. Too soon. Um, <laughs> wow, Dick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so th- there were scenes in the movie where a light sort of uh pulses from one end of the scene to the next and i think that is whenever paymon was not in a vessel charlie saw it and peter saw it you, you guys remember the light that beams from you know yeah. the viewer yeah. all the way to the end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right after charlie saw it of course that's when his head was being bashed into the table almost uh, beat to a bloody pulp. was the door right or not. Was that Charlie saw it as well, right? That was yeah. Charlie saw it. Uh, Charlie saw it as well. Yeah, she saw. She it. saw it outside, right? She saw it. I think she saw it outside. Um, or not? She saw it outside, and she saw it somewhere else as well in her room, wasn't it, or something? Oh. But it's a, it's a it's a light that basically imagine a wall that is in front of you, like a glass wall that's being pushed away from you. So the light is like not not in not filling the whole frame but filling the external of the frame that is being pushed away from you my brain is still hurting thinking about this movie guys <laughs> but were, were y'all scared by the movie yes i was scared by this movie you weren't <laughs> at, at, at times for sure yeah, yeah i really wasn't scared are you kidding because me? i was expecting something different um i didn't know what to expect because i don't watch i, 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 I don't was expecting trailers. something more grounded i guess like i you guess know, not a, not as supernatural as it turned out to be <laughs> something more like psychologically messed up but uh, it was both psychological and I guess the context in which it was introduced to me I was like expecting horror you know like from a guy that says like I've seen grown men get raped oh and, my gosh and say this is the worst thing I've seen 
<laughs> I mean, there was a scene. There was a scene where where the mom was floating behind Peter, like out, like going from one end of the scene to the next. You guys remember that? And it was like her body didn't float naturally. It was it was almost like there was an amateur f- videographer making that scene happen. It was so weird. Tell me, when she was sitting in the corner of the room for a, yeah, in the ceiling for a while, and before and before she went to the ceiling in the corner. Before that, there was a moment where she like he's looking, st- I think, straight ahead. And all of a sudden, she is behind. I'm having goosebumps just thinking about it. But she's behind him from one scene, moves to the other scene. But it's not like she's floating, sort of sitting up and floating to the other side. She's like sideways almost. It's weird. You guys don't remember that? Yeah, she's stuck. Yeah, towards the end, right? Right, like, towards uh, the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, maybe I missed when she first appeared. Oh. I saw her first when she was sitting in the corner when he woke up and she's in the corner of the room just sitting there. Yeah. And then she moves from that corner when she. Yeah, yeah. She crawls away. Kind of like, almost like she crawls against the wall, kind of. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like she was floating. Right. It was She was float crawling. It was weird. It was like, yeah, a, yeah. it was the weirdest scene ever, man. Like, it was, like, I, and I, I, I wanted to rewind it to watch it again, but I, could, I you know, I couldn't do it. But uh, my gosh, what creepiness. Do you guys have yeah, a when, when, when she, uh, when, when the full on chase happens, oh, you know, and he gosh. runs up to the, to, to the, the, the attic? cellar. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, I always thought that was weird. I was like, "Why is she running after him? Why not just fly?" <laughs> <laughs> well, the well, payman he, had entered the vessel and he wasn't con- in charge of. Her co- I don't know. I don't know what to explain. Give you the explanation for that one, but geez. Is there and an explanation uh-huh. for like the naked people? Because I haven't they're come dead. that far. Yeah, they're, they're all they're, they're 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 dead people who are worshippers of Paymon. Ah, okay. Um, and th- th- there's that moment where, of course, Peter is upstairs in the in the attic, and then the mom is bashing her head at the other yeah, end yeah, upside yeah. down. Like whoa, and that's creepy to see. It first, very... first you hear the banging, and they like see what's causing the banging. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like nice. That was nice really move. creepy. So that's where we have Peter basically deciding that you know what, <laughs> does he see his grandma's body there? No, right? Because the the grandma's body. So everyone, let's let's just go go back for a second. The grandma's body. Uh, at one point, we 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 are told that the grave has been emptied. Yes. Right. It was been excavated. Pretty early in the movie. Yeah. Pretty early in the movie. And do we? We not? don't. Yeah. Yeah. We do. At well, one point, I remember. Call. The dad gets a call. Remember? Yeah. The dad. Or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the dad gets a call that the body is gone. And then all of a sudden, later on, Annie finds the body decapitated. Yes, people, decapitated in the attic with flies all over it, right? Now, Peter goes up to the attic where mommy is bashing her head in trying to get in. Uh, the body is not there anymore, right, guys? We, we, he doesn't see the body. Or does he? I thought I don't it was remember. there. Was it? Uh, not that, that, that I don't remember actually. Okay. No, there's... there's that, because that, everything happens so fast by, by that time, you know? Yeah, like, uh, it did. The last twenty minutes is all nonstop. Yeah, it is very much is, and there, there was even a scene of the 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 treehouse, which now which which because of the heater has a glowing red window, um, right? The heater in the mm. in the uh, inside of the treehouse is is glowing. But we first see when the the mom goes spends the, goes to spend the night in the yeah after after, after the daughter dies, yes. she yeah. sort of right. spends the night there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when we see it. Um, and so there's a scene, I don't remember where this happened exactly, but there's a scene where you see the treehouse in the background and you see some body sort of floating up towards it and entering it. That was the mom's body, I'm assuming. You guys remember that? At the end? Yeah, but the thing is that there was a scene happening and you saw something happen in the background. You see the body floating up in the background. It was happening slowly and then of course it what? it finishes up later. Maybe I missed that. I think I Yeah, yeah, I can't really remember that either. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like, I was going to watch it again just to see if I was... 
imagining that or but I remember something like that. Um, but the mom enters the treehouse at some point, and she doesn't enter it by climbing up. Of course, she enters it by floating up, right? The first time? No, the last time. Oh, okay. Um, now Peter is in mm. a, Peter is in the attic, and he decides he's just going to end all of this. Yeah, so he jumps through he, the yeah. Which I don't know if that killed him though. It, I, I think it did. That's the thing. Like first of all, I don't think he would die <laughs> from that, right? You could potentially could. It depends on how you fall. Yeah. I, mean, cause, so cause, I really wasn't sure if he died or not, but I, I mean, I'm assuming that's because the light went into him, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I assume that he's dead because the um, and the thing is that the mom at some point, at the mom at some point is dead, right? She's, I mean, she, yeah, right. I mean, she's not alive anymore. And then she's, I don't think she is, no. she's chopping her. How did own, she die? Started chopping her own head off. But I'm not so sure if she was dead before that or if that's what caused her to die. See, my my assumption is that the mom is dead before she gets entered by the um by whatever demons entered her. I mean I'm I'm assuming it's Charlie at some point, but I'm not sure. Is it Charlie who enters mommy? The first time. I have no clue. Yeah, because the thing is that like the the mom uh okay. Wow, we're really jumping around here. But the mom at one point tried to burn the book that she used to pull Charlie to this world. When she dry, burns the book in the in the uh chimney her arm catches on fire, so it's like she she, she wants if she wants to get she's rid of the bound book, to it, right? Yeah. She's bound to it. Then later on, I guess the dad she has she has her husband to do it because she can't. Right now, the dad touches the book, and so then and he just burns alive. He burns alive because she 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 goes and lights it on fire eventually, thinking that she's gonna catch on fire. But because I right. think he touched it, Charlie says, "Hey, you know what? You're to be blamed." And he burns alive. Now, there's a moment where the mom is looking at him in horror. And then there's a moment where she's smiling. Yeah, I do remember that. Now, is that Charlie or is that mommy? <laughs> I don't know why either one the would grandma. be happy to see that. grandma. Oh, yeah. Why either one would yeah. be happy? Yeah, it doesn't make sense for either one of them to be like... Then, it would, be, then it would be grandma then. Oh, yeah. Or... Uh... Payman? Or Payman? You think it was Payman? Why not? <clears throat> it's potentially true. The thing is that, like, my, my thinking sometimes is that 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 the, the vessel has to be empty for Payman to enter. But that, then, then that doesn't make sense because then how, how did it enter uh, Annie to cause her to become possessed to then go and kill herself by decapitating herself with, uh, with you know, a blade? By the way, the decapitation is huge in this because actually Charlie starts off by decapitating dead birds True. and making different stuff. She's a, she's a maker. Art, art, essentially, art is a huge part of everyone who is part of this line. I don't know of this heritage, but I don't know if, if, if Peter is artistic. I know Annie is. She creates those models. What does um, the dad do? Good question. I don't know what the dad does, okay. but he's not. He does whatever he does. He's not part doesn't of this. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's he's, yeah. he's he buys Volvos exactly. Um. So so the the grandma is uh, a person who makes uh embroidered things. Uh, Annie uh makes those. It's models. all grandmas. <laughs> Annie makes those models, and Charlie makes uh the decapitated and recapitated things. She makes models of things that have... She uses a taxidermist, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But Peter doesn't do anything. Peter doesn't do anything. Interesting, actually. Yeah, Peter doesn't do anything. Um, he's, just a, he's just a kid who is a weed head, basically. Like any other kid. Um, wow. So we have the moment where Peter jumps. 
He's dead, I think. You guys may think he's not, but I think he's dead. He's an empty vessel, and Paimon enters him. And then. Yeah, and then. But see, <laughs> look at it, the way he's acting when he gets up. Like he's still Peter, though. He doesn't look stand like he like he's somebody else. Somebody that knows what they've done. Like, haha, I can finally... He still looks confused to me. Like, what the hell is all this stuff? So then, what, the thing is, that, then what's the point of Paymon, then? I mean, I, I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, then, then there's a plot hole, then. Because if if if, I'm, if I want to enter your body, I finally get you to kill yourself and enter your body, I'm not going to be like... I'm going to be like, yes, I'm I'm in here. What's what's up? Let's, let me go see what's going on. Instead of like, what is all this shit? Oh, my God. He looks so confused. It could also be that, oh, finally, I'm in the ves- a vessel that I'm supposed to be in. A male, I guess, you know, some sort of sexist thing here. Where, why couldn't <laughs> he just be Charlie? Why couldn't he actually just be in Charlie's body and just be a girl? It's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, he's just like an old school demon, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we enter. We then, but, then, but then, like, uh, at the end, you have sort of Peter, once he's, he gets taken over by Paymon, sort of ascending the throne to lead this cult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what's. Yeah. I was supposed to read that last moment. Yeah. The cult that is all. They're all bowing down to uh, a figure in front of them, and of course, when the figure is revealed to us, it has the head of Charlie. Mm-hmm. So, was like it the body of the grandmother, or whose body was it? I'm not sure because I thought no, the no, grandma the, was bowing, bowing was, down in front of it. Bowing too, yeah. And then uh, he'll pay <laughs> Yeah, he'll pay one. All of them, and 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 Joan is in there as well. Yeah. I mean, Joan, Joan. I mean, I don't know if everyone oh. else. Joan is not a dead though, is she? No, I don't think so. She's like the only one who looks like they're alive. I don't know if the other ones. They're probably not. A, they're probably not dead. But she's the only one who really and truly looks alive. Everyone else looks like they're in a trance. Am I wrong? Yeah. Here? Did you guys not get that? Or uh, it was kind of really a mix. It was kind of a mix of uh, of all of the the deceased family members and I guess the living yeah. cult members. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, that I mean. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an unexpected lot. ending and kind of like a what the F. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, I really still don't know how I feel. I, I, I can't watch this movie again, though. I know that there are a lot of things that I'm pretty sure I missed. There are probably symbolic things that are listed. You know, there, there, you know, there, there are things that were written in like parts of the books and things on walls that you saw that... I'm pretty sure if I watched it again, I, I would be able to sort of look it up and figure out what else is going on. But my gosh, just wow. Because yeah, the writings we saw on the wall was the thing she was reciting, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Now, this this movie was given uh, a 7.4 on IMDb. Um, 7. What about Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let me see here. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes, it was given uh, 89%. Oh, that's quite high. Yeah. That, that's like certified fresh, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, and and actually, if you look at the audience itself, they rated it at sixty percent. But uh, mm. but uh, critic rating is higher. Yeah, the critic rating is higher. There, the, the the one thing about this movie, right? There there are like the lighting is phenomenal in this movie. There are moments like just there are moments that you could just screen capture and just be like, wow, that's a beautiful image. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it is, it is an art piece. Yeah. And yeah, it's just very, um, there are just a lot of creative streaks in there, you know, when it comes to the sound design, when it comes to the set design, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it, it has kind of a, it's, it's own thing going on. Yeah. So, um, 
final thoughts. Ty, since you saw the freshest, why don't you give us your final thoughts first? <laughs> uh, I've left where Peter basically falls out the window. Oh, oh okay. So you, you oh, you're almost there. Yeah, you're almost, almost there. there. Okay. So with um, I'll try and be as objective as possible. No, um, no, don't be objective. Tell tell us your subjective. No, but, but the thing is. I was pretty sick, so yeah, yeah, I was in and out. But uh, I did like the cinematography, though, mm-hmm. especially like the use of those extremely wide shots. Mm-hmm. Right, those were beautiful, and uh, it was a little different than uh, the usual. Like it was like Tosh said, they didn't really emphasize on like the scare you part right mm-hmm. although my girlfriend scared the heck out of me <laughs> while watching it <laughs> oh, not really what did she do hmm? she cut her head off <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, I was sitting on the couch in the dark and she just came out in from outside and I was watching the movie and like at that specific point in time the movie stopped for like five seconds and she opened the door and I was oh, like gosh. what that's funny yeah okay. but uh, it was an okay movie it, it definitely isn't Tusk gladly <laughs> alright cool um, Dosh well so the conditions that I watched this movie in were um by myself at night in, oh, uh, <laughs> in a hotel room uh, oh, oh. so it's kind of the ideal circumstances to watch it so uh, I was like thoroughly creeped out and <laughs> kind of still was the next day um so you know as a horror movie I think it's it's really up there um it it kind of hits all of the all of the points for me when it comes to things that just creep me out you know but it's more in the subtle things like uh for instance uh peter after uh charlie dies sort of being in his room and looking over at like a corner of the room and sees this sort of silhouette of something that might be just you know a pile of clothes on a chair or something like that Mm -hmm. and you know sees her in it you know that's the kind of stuff that that creeps me out in real life you know yeah me too and that's that's those sorts of things are you know like particularly well done in this movie mm-hmm. uh, and you know just aside from how confusing the plot gets at a certain point like the acting is just solid throughout mm-hmm. I think that's what really makes you know apart from like the cinematography and just the, the you know like the directorial choices like just the acting just really is what what drew me into to the whole story you know mm-hmm. like particularly the, the dynamic between the mom and, and and peter that that's just uh really really strong yeah yeah so I, I definitely have to watch it again uh and just more take it in as as, as a narrative rather than an experience because that, that's the way that i watched it the first time over mm-hmm. um but uh yeah like uh there's enough to take away from it for sure mm-hmm. all right cool dick um i uh I thought it was a good scary movie. I mean, like I said, it didn't really scare me, but I, I think I also had like different expectations. And the tr- I saw the movie th- in a movie theater, and I didn't want to go alone, so I asked uh, a lady friend to come with me because I what I was afraid of is this. Because by the time I heard about it, it was already playing in not in the main theaters anymore. It was the dollar theaters, you know, mm-hmm. the cheaper movie theaters. 
And what I didn't want to do is go in and be the only person watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing how scared it is, right? Like, yeah. it, you just, no, I don't, I don't want to watch a movie by myself. Uh, it's supposed <laughs> to be scary. So I was like, ah, right, you got to come with me. So I brought somebody. Seeing it in theaters is definitely good. Um, I thought it, it was well done. Like the trailer before the movie that they showed was like the nun. Have y'all seen the trailer for that yet? Which is a lot of jump scares. It seems like. So I'm glad that wasn't part of this movie. Yeah. Um, the music, I already knew I was going to be a fan of it because I was already getting into Colin Stetson. And for when I realized he did the score for the movie, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to see it now. Cause, uh, and I've been listening to the, sco- uh, the score. <laughs> Even on the way home, I was listening to it, which really, really, really creeped me out. <laughs> uh, but I, I still listen to it now while I play poker. It's like background oh. music. But, you know, for me... <laughs> It really made me uh, think about some things that I've been through that, I don't know, I, I might have told you, Clay, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I told you guys, but I saw <laughs> I saw our, our grandpa one day after he had already passed, and I didn't, never knew if it was, like, in my head or a real thing, mm-hmm. and this movie made me think about it, like, oh my, you know, because I got for, forgotten about it, and I was like, it just made, you know when she saw her mom after she passed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like um, very early in the movie. Yeah, because for me, it was like it happened like one time I was like just sleeping and turn around and he's like sitting in a chair and I was like, uh, don't know how to react. And I just turned around and went back to sleep. <laughs> and, you know, you're thinking, was I asleep? Was I dreaming? And, uh, but I also know like I'm not scared because it's not like a demon there. It's somebody that I trust and I'm okay with, but I'm mm-hmm. like, it, so it, it made me, it, it kind of makes me like, see things sometimes since I've seen the movie or you think you see things mm-hmm. but yeah it, it it opened that up for me that's why I don't like seeing movies like that where you see the dead yeah so uh yeah I mean so it, it's something that's really really uncomfortable for me and opens up because you know you don't you don't know if you're going crazy or if you if if there actually is metaphysical that we can interact with yeah I know you don't know you don't know I know yeah, and and the people that pass away really leave, you know. That's uh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. I mm-hmm. probably do have to see it again and take it all in and watch it just to understand what's going on because you can't get scared from it twice. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you watch it, Clay? Um, it fell off a truck somewhere. <laughs> okay, I was you know I wanted to see it again, but I was like. I don't. I, I want to ask y'all like, where are y'all seeing this movie, and where can I go? Where are y'all? But I, I was gonna I buy it actually, but uh, yeah, I can't. On, I can't I, rewatch iTunes? it. So yeah, on iTunes, I was gonna buy it or Amazon. Mm. Yeah. So your thoughts? Yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was an interesting movie. There, there was uh, the cinematography, like uh, Ty said, I was was amazing. Uh, the soundscape, like you guys all said, was was really really well. Well done. Um, again, we all know I don't watch trailers, so I, pretty much every movie I watch, I don't know. I mean, my favorite movies like Matrix and uh, Fight Club, uh, Moulin Rouge, I had no idea what they were about ever at all. And so that's how I like to watch my movies. Um, this was no different. Uh, but wow, I did not expect any of this at all. Um, if it was going to be something like Tusk, I wouldn't have been surprised because, well, you know, you recommended Tusk to us. And so I thought maybe this was going to be something similar, like not the same type of thing, but something weird. Like when she was cutting the heads off things off, I was like, okay, maybe she's gonna, you know, I don't know, find a dead seal and then turn it into a human being. I don't know. But, uh, my, you know, 
even while some of the creepy stuff was happening, I I was sort of thinking it was still gonna go somewhere else, you know. And then I realized, that, oh snap, this is sort of a metaphysical type of movie, you know, spiritual demon ish type of movie. And so, uh, probably wasn't till too late when I realized that I was watching this kind of movie. Um, I but I did I did enjoy it, just not a movie that I will watch. Over and over, like, like Tusk, I watched Tusk multiple times. And I, I, Tusk, I, I enjoy it for just. I mean, that's the kind of story I would write if I were a writer, because I'm twisted like that. Not as twisted as Dick, but kind of twisted. Um, so yeah, I did. I did enjoy it, but but not something I would watch again. And the listeners, I would say, if you have listened to us spoil the movie, I still would go watch it. <laughs> I think it would suck to listen to it and then watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. That's why. I, that's why. Not I really hope- suck. But yeah. uh, but I hope people listen yeah. to my disclaimer and, and and you know did go watch it before they listen. Well, to you wanna you wanna at least have that build up. Yeah, exactly. Because to... that build up, <laughs> oh boy, that tell you, I was not expecting that. Um, there were moments where I kind of expected things to happen the way they did, and and you know I wasn't you know a lot of times the movies they they are kind of predictable, and th- this wasn't as uh th- this wasn't d- different where I could predict certain things happening. Like when I saw Joan, I was like, oh yeah, something else is gonna happen here. She's definitely not what she says she is, you know. I saw that coming. Um, the, the nuts, the whole nuts thing. I said the second I heard it the first time, I thought, oh, this is gonna play something into this thing. I mean, who knows? Paymon maybe has a nuts allergy. Who knows? Um, but uh, <laughs> team with another allergy, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, uh, so uh, Ty. Your out of five, what would you give this movie? Mm, out of five, yeah, three, three. Okay, uh, Tosh, I give it a three and a half. Okay, Dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with actually three and a half, and I think just because I would have to call it an unsatisfying ending, um, I it probably could have got a lot more from me. But I mean, it, the story is what yeah. it's supposed to be. Um, you know, that's what the story's called for. But yeah, it was uh, overall it was a good experience of a movie, which yeah. could have been like a four or higher. Yeah, just visually, mood-wise, what it's supposed to do, how it's supposed to make you feel. But in the ending, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I would give it a three point four, three point five. Um, the the reason why, again, the ending sort of kind of left you off of you know falling off of a cliff. You basically, or you know, falling out of an attic window, I guess. Um, because the thing about it is that like we, uh, so this whole thing, uh, basically climaxes to to Paymon, but you in 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 essence you don't really know that much about Paymon. You know just a Did little anybody bit. Anybody Google him afterwards? A little bit, but you, yeah, me too. I didn't. Not much. Yeah, huh? Not much. I mean, I I, I didn't you know I I didn't go crazy looking about what Paymon is or who he is, um, but I know that he was a, sort of a lesser uh, one of these spiritual demons or whatever. Uh, it's not like he's Satan, Satan or whatever, but mm. he's one of these other demons i guess but um satan might have a better publicist (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah so so that's why i give it like a 3.4 3.5 because but like like everything all the way up to where he goes out the window would have made me give it a four if they had given an ending that sort of gave you more right the ending is what made Mm -hmm. me take off a half to a point six of a point right um so th- that's why I give it a 3.4, 3.5. I would say more like a 3.4, not quite a mm-hmm. 3.5. All right. So who's picking the Alrighty. next movie? This is, this is Dick's pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the same way. I'm gonna just, things are going to come across me, and uh, it's going to compel me to watch it, and I'm going to say, let's watch it. 
All right. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I, I need excuses to watch movies. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's let's wrap it up here, and uh, we'll. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about Apple next episode, and then we could talk about what we're watching or reading or listening to. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Ty, where shall we find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram. Ty O nine T Y zero nine. Cool. Um, Tosh, where shall we find you? Tosh Polak on the Twitter. Cool. Synergy, don't forget Synergy. At Synergy underscore vocal on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash Synergy. Cool. Dick, where shall we find you? Uh, what's my Twitter? Dick underscore yeah. daily? <laughs> yeah, the underscore. The under, don't forget the underscore. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the only place to find me. But even if you find me there, I might not even know you talk to me until two months later. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now, um, so we, we um, I started a Yes Collective after uh, after I did an episode of uh, Through My Lens uh, with Clay Daly, uh, all about positivity. And uh, if you're a creative person or you are doing things online and you want to come and have, um, you can come and say hi to us at uh, the Yes Collective. I'll put a post, uh, a link in our uh, show notes. Um, you can jump in. Say hi, there are a few of us in there. Um, you know, we have a great music corner. Um, we have a great podcast uh, channel. And uh, we have a great photography channel. So if you're into any of those things or, or anything else that maybe I could create a channel for, we could we could coalesce around something else. Um, you know, come, uh, come hang out. Uh, you know, uh, Tosh is uh, always hanging out in the music corner. Uh, Christian Leon, who was also on Cybercast a couple of... Uh, episodes ago uh, 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 discussing uh, your music radio yeah your music radio yeah which uh, is coming back. a comeback yeah it's coming back so that that's gonna be exciting but uh, he's also he's also in there you can come discuss music uh, Ashley Ashley McDonald is also on there CT CT who was on our show what how many decades ago uh, CT is in there uh, so come come hang out uh, with us it's a uh, it's a it's a fun bunch already and uh, you can find me at CW Daily everywhere, uh, even CWDaily.com. Ciao. Later. Peace. Peace. Return to your regular scheduled programming. Alrighty. I hope I don't have any nightmares. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was already hearing some sounds. <laughs> oh, no, no. Come on, Peter. It's your suit. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God! What was that? She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die, 
she wasn't altogether there. At the end. I just don't want to put any more stress on my family.